Every year, the OSCE member states are invited to participate in the exchange of information on a variety of topics associated with democratic control of armed forces and other security institutions. One such event was the regional seminar on the OSCE Code of Conduct on Politico-Military Aspects of Security for Parliamentarians that took place from 23rd to 25th of October in Konitz, Bosnia and Herzegovina. On this occasion, we spoke with Mr. Fabian Gras from the OSCE Conflict Prevention Center, shortened CPC, an OSCE body with direct support to OSCE's field operations through regional desks and strong expertise in the political-military dimension. Uh, Mr. Gras, good afternoon. Why is the Code of Conduct on Political-Military Aspects of Security considered to be among key OSCE documents and why is it important for OSCE member countries? The Code of Conduct on Political-Military Aspects of Security has been adopted by the OSCE participating states in 1994, so nearly 20 years ago. Many do say that the Code of Conduct ranges among the most strategic documents of the OSCE. Why is the Code of Conduct strategic? At the core of this document lies the conviction that armed forces, and this includes the police, this includes the military, but also intelligence services, need to be put under democratic control. We do know that the democratic control of the security sector is one of the key ingredients for a stable and prosperous democratic society. So the primary vocation of the code of conduct, which is to govern the role of armed forces in democratic society, makes it one of the most strategic normative documents of the OSCE. This is also why it's been referred to in the OSCE context as a hidden jewel. Jewel, as I just explained, because of its strategic nature, but also hidden because after 20 years of ex existence and the progress it has uh, inspired the region, but also the whole uh, OSCE area, uh, to make, we came to a point where the democratic control seems to be something as a given, but actually it needs continuous investment and this is why this seminar is very important. Uh, why then uh, seminars such uh, this one in Konitz are important for BIH and countries of the region? Actually seminars like this are a very important opportunity. These seminars bring together different stakeholders that are involved in the democratic control of armed forces. I'm thinking here of governments, of Ministry of Foreign Affairs, but also of parliaments. And parliamentarians do have a very special role in ensuring the democratic civilian control of armed forces. Such a seminar in Bosnia provides the parliamentarians of this region an opportunity to learn from each other, to exchange best practices, and also to identify common threats, challenges, and the common approaches they deem useful. It is not for no reason that this seminar is held in Bosnia, because actually in Bosnia a lot of progress has been made over the last 20 years in pursuing its democratic transition period. Uh, it means that the armed forces have been reformed, you have today one unified army, and the code of conduct has played an, instru an instrumental role in this uh, transformation process. So this is why the seminar in Konitz is the right place at the right time to discuss those important issues. Okay, thank you about that. Uh, for the end of this interview, can you share with us, according to your experience, what are the greatest challenges in codes implementation? 
challenges of the code of conduct implementation pertain to its implementation. With implementation I mean that we live up to the principles that states have set themselves nearly 20 years ago. The fundamental principles of the code of conduct, the democratic political control of armed forces and security forces remains as vital as it was 20 years ago. But democratic control of armed forces is not a given. We shouldn't just wait and think, because we accomplished a lot in the last 20 years, things are naturally going to be better. The Code of Conduct and its implementation need a continuous investment. And parliamentarians need to know that the Code of Conduct is an endowing document for them. Endowing meaning it gives them a legitimacy to be involved in the defense transformation process of any state. Okay, thank you, Fabian. Thank you very much.